This episode of the podcast is brought to you by pretending to have Alzheimer's at a young age to see if you can get away with doing weird stuff in public. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that was able to survive the first horror film and then die off in the sequel. I'm Zach. (laughs) And I'm Frank. And today we are here to do just that, talk about sequels to horror films that are good. Yeah. Um mentioned it at the last episode very few and far between yeah uh there's again most sequels in general are usually rough but horror movie sequels are really really bad mm. um and it's think, hard so it's hard to find a good one <laughs> well it's really hard to find a good one and i think the main reason being that and this is kind of just like most in most sequels not just for horror films mm-hmm. um people go hey people really love that first one yeah right Studios go, what can we do? We want, we want to make a second one. And they go, okay, well, they really love the first one. So let's just do the same exact thing yep. and maybe do a slight tweak on it. That's why Back to the Future 2 is really not that good because it's the same fucking movie. <laughs> and <laughs> But into the future. Right. So like there are so many like but like Back sequels. to the Future Three. It, see, but that's the is thing, a right? great western. Because it's a western, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just, that's, that's where the problem lies. And I think that generally speaking, all the films that I at least sort of chose are, um, they didn't, they did not just do the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. They actually went for something different. So why don't you start us off then? Well, hopping off of our, uh, last episode, I don't know if you've ever seen Psycho 2. I was, this is my number one pick. This is my number one pick for a sequel. Wow. Sorry to... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to cap it off at the end, but thank you. Sorry. But uh, Psycho 2... Amazing. ...is really good. I... Because 22 years later, mm-hmm. Norman gets released out of prison, and he's trying to be normal. And you feel for him the entire fucking movie. Yeah. And the ending is just as good as Psycho 1. Yeah. Um, I know that there was, like, a lot of conflict, too, where it's, like, they want it to be in black and white, but, like, the director was, like, no, like, you know, it's 20 years later, we gotta do something different with it. Yeah. And the fucking shovel scene is the best. (laughs) It's such a a fucking slapstick boink, and then the chair breaks, but it's so, like, powerful as an ending. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I absolutely love the film where it's, like... Because I, I watched it a couple of days ago. All this week, I've been doing nothing but, like, sequels to horror films to mm-hmm. try and find, like, ones that are good. Yeah. And this is the only one that, like, stood out the most to me. Yeah. Psycho 2 is really, really good. Um, and, again, you kind of have, like... So, if you've never seen Psycho 2, it's basically uh, the sister of... Lila. Yeah, right. Lila ends up, like... She, she's like all pissed off that Norman's getting released because he's getting released off of like basically good behavior and that they think that he is no longer like clinically insane. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and she's like, no, he's crazy. Um, <laughs> and he and, kind of is. And, and he's going to kill people. Right. And he's, this is going to be like a repeat. And then there are murders happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a throwback to the first there, one. There's a few, there's a few shots that they kind of like, like the shower scene is mm-hmm. very like, you know, and, the stab in the face. Right. So there are like some like callbacks and, and whatnot. Um, but again, 22 years later. So like, I feel like if you watch them back to back, it feels a little cheesy because mm-hmm. you're like, you're just, you're just fucking stealing the scenes. But you have to remember that this movie came out 22 years after the first one. Yeah. So like, there's been a good amount of time. Um, so at that point, it's kind of like paying homage to it, right? And 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 it's kind of nice. Um, 
And then there's like some twists and turns that I don't want to necessarily get into like spoilers just because I feel like if you haven't seen Psycho 2 or if you were unaware that there was even a Psycho 2 there's or a 3 or There's fucking four movies. Right. Four is really bad. I almost um, I almost feel like three is still good. I didn't three, watch three. Three, you start teetering where okay. it's like, ah, eh. mm-hmm. but one and two are great. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't want to get into all the spoilers, but there, there's, there's some really good twists. There's some really good revelations in that movie. Um, and again, Anthony Perkins is great yeah. in it. Uh, and you feel for him. Yeah. More so than I think in the first film. Exactly. Um, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's definitely a a sequel that had a lot to live up to. Oh, and yeah. And that could have fallen really, really hard, but they didn't. Nobody was willing to touch it, too. No, because it's so it's such an iconic film and and it's I think it's just one of those things that's really scary because they do some like they expand on the universe mm-hmm. of of like the town of Psycho. Yes. Which is really which is really interesting, right? Because you don't get any of that. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I remember in the first one there's like a there's a quick quick di- like piece of dialogue where like 10 miles down the road right, there's the diner. There's like a diner, right? And then you actually this get movie, that diner. You actually go to the diner, which is like really cool, mm-hmm. um, and like stuff like that. So, if you appreciate the first Psycho, which I think if you like film and you like horror movies, you have to, right? It's it's written in stone. It's yeah. like on, on one of the ten. <laughs> it's the Mount Rushmore of John Carpenter, Alfred Hitchcock, yeah, Ari Aster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's more of just our build, <laughs> right? But um, it, it's really cool, and and I really think that it is absolutely worth a watch, and. I think that it was executed well and it was executed with care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that also really matters is yeah. you have to have somebody who actually cares about the original source material and that wants to make a proper sequel yeah. opposed to somebody in a studio that's like, oh, this movie's really just, this movie was super famous. Let's fucking just do a cash grab. Plus the director really wanted to make a film where it's like he wants to pay homage to the first one, but have this one stand on its own. Yeah. Where you could just watch Psycho 2 and be like, I get this story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Psycho 2 is great, yep. and uh, I think that it's absolutely worth um, being your number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess me again, right? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Stealing all my shit. I think that we're going to have some overlays here. I think so, because the problem is is that like... There's not many good ones. Well, not only that, but like newer <laughs> horror, like there's not a lot of sequels to. Right, yeah. Like most are like one and done. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, fucking, you could say like Cabin Fever 2, but who gives a shit about Cabin who, Fever 2? Cabin Fever is awful. It's I not horrible. Eli Roth's Cabin Fever? It's not horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> it's, it's not my favorite movie. Have you rewatched it lately? Yes. It's, Dude, it's not I even, hate it. It's not my favorite Eli Roth movie in general. No. Does anybody have a favorite Eli Roth movie? Hostel? I guess, but that movie sucks too. They all suck. Now, the first one's pretty okay. They're really not that good. That, that movie's boring as The fuck. second one I've seen too many times. I don't know. I only I wanted. I remember watching the Green Inferno by him. Oh, garbage! And, and I was like, I was like, I know this movie's gonna be bad, but at least give me the goods with the gore. Mm-hmm. And the movie delivers with, with oh, some yeah. good gore. But I mean, God, that movie's awful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, one of our favorites, Zach, Evil Dead Part Two. I knew this was gonna be on your list. I deliberately did not pick this because right. I knew it was gonna be on your list. All right. Well, I had or to Army be. of Darkness. Right. Yeah. But um. It's just a perfect blend of comedy and it, horror. It, it's a perfect comedy horror movie that we don't get anymore. Nobody fucking makes horror comedy anymore. It's like just doesn't exist. Except for when uh, Sam Raimi also made uh, Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that movie gets a lot of shit because I think people didn't understand <laughs> like what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think the last like horror comedy or at least like self-aware horror film that I remember seeing is um, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Like pr- other than that, I really don't remember. Like they, they just don't make horror comedy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a there is a place for it. Of course there is. You just got to like lean into well, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is you have to you have to be a really good writer mm-hmm. and a really good director to fully like make it not stupid yeah um but evil dead 2 is iconic Mm -hmm. has some of my favorite horror movie sequences ever the hand cutting off the hand running around and going in the walls still want to know how they did that uh it's it's so good Mm um obviously evil dead evil dead 2 has one of my if not maybe my favorite poster of all time yeah the the face no 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 Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's Evil Dead. The first one is the girl getting yes. dragged down. I'm sorry. Never mind. Evil Dead. Evil Dead has one of my favorite yes. ones. Evil Dead 2. I don't really care about that one. It's that okay. one's just like a skull or whatever. But um, it is, again, too, like a perfect blend where they used, um, what is it? Like claymation. Like just so perfectly. Yeah. And you get like that. stop with, motion. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, stop yeah. motion, claymation, like um, just so perfectly with the girlfriend and then so perfectly. Her dancing is so good. With the long neck. Yeah. Like when he's actually like fighting like the um the deadite. Yeah. And then of course the the deer head. The deer head scene is incredible. The whole the whole house coming alive and mm-hmm. him like laughing with him <laughs> is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh there's just so many iconic scenes that uh I, I had to include it. Nice. Um my next one is Halloween two. Yeah, I like Halloween two. I Beg the question that it's better than the first one. It, it might be a little bit better. I beg the question that it's it's a little bit better than the first one just because if you really sit down and watch like John Carpenter's Halloween. Are you about to, you about to say something sacrilegious? I am going to say something sacrilegious. It's, it's a little boring. It's a little <laughs> bit. You can, you'll agree. It's a little boring. Let's be honest. Yeah. Look, everybody, listen. We love John Carpenter's Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's iconic. Michael Myers in the movie is great. And it's more atmosphere than narrative driven. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's all be, let, can we all just relax and just be, and be honest? Yeah. The first Halloween is kind of boring. The second one <laughs> picks shit up a little bit. Yeah. And there was always like this, this one quote from like John Carpenter that I absolutely loved from like an interview where he talked about the idea of the two different, two different horror stories in a campfire. There is the very easy story of telling that, like, out there beyond the campfire, there are the monsters. There are the ones that want to hurt us. And then there's the idea of telling the story that we are the monsters. Right. And I don't know why. That always, like, stuck with me with horror where it's, like, obviously it's a little black and white of how you do horror. But it's just, like, a really cool concept. And Halloween 2 is kind of, like, this mix of where, you know, we are the monsters because we're doing like all these like horrible things where like you know you're working in a hospital you're not taking care of the patients you're doing like other shit you go have sex in like a weird bathtub that's for something i don't know <laughs> um and then you have the actual monster which is michael myers right and it just delivers so much more on the gore yeah like, the kills are great mm-hmm. um the the hospital sequences are so good uh, the idea of um, Lori actually like trying to leave and like getting in the car and like it just won't start. Yeah, 
I think I, I really enjoy Halloween too. I, I, I we were talking about it before we started. I enjoy Season of the Witch. I think yes. that I think that once you kind of hit four, mm-hmm. that's when the franchise starts falling apart. Well, yeah. Well, that's also the worst mask ever. Yeah, that <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. But then, Season of the Witch is amazing. Yeah, like see, on its own. I really like Season of the Witch a lot. Um, and I I think one, two, and three are mm-hmm. all really solid. Yeah. Um, I like two the most though. Yeah, two is great. I mean, because you built the world already. Yeah. You can just have fun with it now. Yeah, uh, it's great. It is good. Um, Okay. I think one that we might have an overlay on is Dr. Sleep. Unless you didn't even think about Dr. Sleep. I didn't think about Dr. Sleep. Again, I haven't, like, I was trying to think of, like, all these newer films. And, like, nobody really made, like, a sequel. Well, I'm going to say that Dr. Sleep was fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. I was honestly shocked and blown away on how much I enjoyed it. I was like, listen, Mike Flanagan, you can't make a sequel to The Shining. It's 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 a tough. It is a big, big, big fucking massive overtake. Like you you have to like you got clown shoe size to fill. Yeah, you do. You really do. And um and again, I remember watching it with my girlfriend's brother. Mm-hmm. And about halfway through, I paused the movie specifically just to say, are you enjoying this as much as I am? Because I am really into this right now. And although I wouldn't necessarily say that Dr. Sleep was all that scary. Mm-hmm. It added on to the world. It, it really builds on to the world of The Shining and Danny. And, 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 and you're with a character that you that you feel for. And it's its own film, which is, again, like one of my big things is that it's not just a rehashing of the first one or anything like that. It really is a standalone movie until you get to that last like half hour. And then it's it's earned. Mm-hmm. It has it has earned it at that point yeah, to be to like, back hey, to the hotel. Remember all this fucking awesome shit from the <laughs> first one? Here it is. Yep. And. And the movie has to stand alone before you can just do that. Mm-hmm. And that movie absolutely stands alone and I think is a incredible and one of the best sequels ever. Thank you, Mike Flanagan. Yes, sir. Again, we've been saying that a lot lately, but... Well, I mean, hey. He quickly became one of the directors that I look forward to seeing yeah. what they do. I, I wish that he wasn't only doing like Netflix shit because... Mm-hmm. All Netflix series and television movie or like uh, movies and, and shows that they do, they all look kind of like what I was mention- what I was saying in the first Psycho, where they all look kind of flat. Yeah. Like all if you if you like kind of just turn on like every fucking Netflix show, they all generally look the same. Yeah, because you got to build between episodes. Yeah. So everything looks very very similar. I wish that Mike Flanagan stepped away from Netflix for a little while and actually went out and made his own thing because like i don't know if you've ever seen like his ouija movie no was it the new beginning right i don't remember what it was called but wasn't terrible like i don't think it was incredible but i thought it was it was definitely like a superior movie than all the other fucking james wan bullshit that that (laughs) that, that, like you know is being made out there um but again like different it looked a little bit different Mm -hmm. right uh, I think he made a movie called Oculus, which I really enjoy. That looks different. And then he now all those like fucking Midnight Mass and Bly Manor and Haunting of Hill House, they all just look exactly the same. Um, well, because he's got like an aesthetic to him. I now guess, at this point. yeah. But I, again, I don't know if that's like a Netflix thing or if that's just like a budget thing or what it is. But everything looks the same. But hey, Doctor Sleep was incredible. Nice. So to follow that up, 
One, I think you might agree with me on this. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Bring, well, it's a sequel, but it, see, I, I, I didn't I didn't go for like part three. Because I'm I was doing like, that. Okay. I'm doing right. that because. Well, that changes some things around now because okay. I only went, I went from number two. Oh, no. <laughs> we, we did this in like a sequels episode. It's like sequel can be whatever movie comes after the first one. Okay. Um, but Dream Warriors is because I think we talked about it too. Like Freddy's Revenge, like two. Little weird. It's little not, campy. It's not my favorite. No. Um, it completely takes away like everything that we knew first film about Freddy. But Dream Warriors was like this really cool one, um, and I watched it like a couple of days ago too, just to make sure that like it's actually a good sequel. Yeah, it is Freddy when he's at like the peak of like one-liners yeah. and jokey, <laughs> yeah. without going to silly Freddy Krueger. Yeah. It's, um, there's he, some really great one-liners in that one. Like, the TV, the TV of, what welcome, welcome to Prime, to prime time, time, bitch. bitch. <laughs> oh, time to get your first big break. And, like, the deaths, like, when he, like, strings the guy up and, like, controls him like a marionette. Yeah. And then cuts him loose to, like, fall out of the building. Yeah. It's a great death. Um, The biggest thing was that, like, you know, you brought Nancy back. Like, mm-hmm. Nancy was one of those, like, in the 80s, the horror movie survivors. Yeah. Like, between her and Lori, like, that's who you had. And you have, like, this whole thing where, like, she helps all these, like, kids to actually fight back against Freddy. And then at the very end, they kill her off. Yep. And it was just this big, like, oh, my fucking God, you killed off Nancy. You killed off the OG. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, now we got to get to know new people? Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything kind of started going to shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't, I don't even remember what the next one was called. Like, Dream something. Yeah, fuck it doesn't Dream matter. Masters. Is that what it was? I think so. It was trash. Oh. Yeah. They had, like, one cool thing where it's like, Freddy, like, made the guy on the bike, like, fucking connect to oh, the bike. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And then he looked, like, super, like, like Mad Max-esque, but, like... He just crashed him, and I was like, "This could have been something else." Yeah, but that one was fun. All right. Well, now that we, I didn't, I didn't realize. So I wanted to, because I wanted to include Exorcist Part Three, but that's on I, my list. But then I was like, "Oh, I can't, because it's not a sequel. It's a no. That's that's prequel. on my list too. So um, we, let's just go into okay, it. Okay, so we did it already. But I've, I only, you know, recently watched it when we did it. So pretty new to me. Um, but I really, really enjoyed Exorcist Part Three a lot. I think, Brandon, I don't, I don't think that it's a perfect film. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I kind of, you know, already stated my concerns about how it felt kind of like not an exorcist movie, but yeah. then right at the, it, it, they kind of like See, shoehorn in the exorcist so, stuff. So I, I want to actually touch on that because like I recently rewatched like the exorcist, like the original, and it does kind of merit the fact that it is a sequel. Like I, I didn't realize it in the beginning, but like in exorcist, like the first one, the cop that's in it. That's fucking um, Kinderman. Yeah, oh, that's the same cop. Yeah, I and knew. All, at, I knew all that. Yeah, and at the end, like they go and have like they're like, oh, let's go see a movie together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, they they are the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I knew that. I just my issue was again that like the actual like stuff like pay like going back to like Reagan and whatnot. Like it just didn't feel. It felt like hey. Let's do some reshoots and add in some scenes. Like that's what it felt mm. like. And I think I don't know. That's just I'm, I don't want to get all into right, it. All but right, well, Exorcist Part Three. Brad Dorf overall is very very good. Brad Dorf makes that film. Yeah, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. And his fucking his long dialogue sequences are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the the voice effects, all of that stuff is the really last great. twenty minutes. So, yeah, yeah. The, the last Amazing. like twenty minutes are great. Um, 
we we said it, but you know the idea of kind of not showing as much mm-hmm. and actually kind of being a little bit more subtle and and seeing reactions opposed to seeing the actual horror and then you kind of fill in the blanks and the murder mystery aspect of it I thought was really cool. Yeah. I really enjoyed it a lot and I'm glad that I watched it because after I saw The Exorcist Part 2 and I was like, garbage. Yeah. Heretics, and then, horrible. And then I was like, I don't want to see anything else. And then <laughs> Exorcist Part 3, I was like, that's going to be fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. So I never watched it. Um, but I'm glad I did because it really was very, very good. Also, I don't know what the fuck is up. I, I call conspiracy what the theory. the fuck is up? I call conspiracy theory on us because, like, every time that we do a movie, like, at least one that, like, is hard to find, about a month later, it shows up on Netflix. Like, Exorcist 3 is on Netflix now. Oh, is it? I had to pay on fucking Amazon to watch that to do this podcast. <laughs> the the nec- the Netflix executives are listening to yeah. us and they're like, oh. <laughs> well, at least sponsor us then. Yeah, we'll, you fucks. we'll promote stuff that'll go on to your stuff. Yeah, you fucking... Yeah, we... You, you can spare a little bit of change. <laughs> we're, we're Italian all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, you gobbled for- your last ghoul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ghoul is also a reference to a ghost which fits the Halloween theme. Uh... Anyway, Exorcist Part 3, mm-hmm. it's great, um, and I think that it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to shout out A Quiet Place Part 2. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever even seen them. No, we talked about this. Like, I, I'm interested. Creature, I just never get creatures around creatures are it. really awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that the narrative falls apart a little bit, um, uh, but I think that Quiet Place Part 2 was a, another solid uh, sequel for a film because again it's kind of slim pickings for horror movies mm-hmm. um, and I enjoyed it a lot I think that uh, uh, what's his name Kavinsky did a really really good job directing it um, you go back uh, in the beginning it shows you like the start of everything which is kind of cool and then you know again not like a perfect movie but a solid entrance to um, to to a quiet place and I thought that it was again I kind of wish that they had a little bit more fun with it instead of taking it so seriously yeah but they didn't. They took it real seriously, and you know, and then they try to be really emotional about it. And I don't think that everything works about it. But uh, I thought it was a solid sequel. Nice. I have uh, I have one more, and then honorable mentions. Yep. Um. So my last like actual one that I want to get into is two. Um. It is Dawn and Day of the Dead. I don't know if you've ever seen George A. Romero's like actual like yeah 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 so like, trilogy. The first one is when they're in the mall. So Night of the Living no, no, Dead. No, no, no. The first one is the black and white one. Yes, that's Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Second one is when in the mall. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Yes, I have seen that. Amazing. Like it. It was such a cool concept, and obviously, like you know, people have tried to like emulate it with the idea of Dead Rising, the video game. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And making that like just specifically, you're in a mall, but it was like a very cool idea where it's like, okay, they're trapped inside this mall. Obviously, there's food. There's a bunch of clothing. There's like I think a gun store that's in there too, so they have a way to defend themselves. Yeah. And it was just like, what's the perfect place that you could fucking just be? Yeah. And then there's zombies. And at the same time, too, George A. Romero was able to make uh, zombie films discuss what's going on in our real world. Yeah. And it was mainly about, like, you know, the Great Depression is over and everybody's got money and they're spending constantly. Yeah, it's like all about consumerism. Exactly. And- consumerism and then, like, also, like, conforming to, like, the society of, like, this is how you got to dress, this is how you got to act, this is where you got to go. And it was just, like, a really interesting concept while still being a zombie film. Yeah. I think that the makeup is eh. Yeah, because it's just their blue. Because, like, the, the first one is kind of, like, in black and white. You can kind of get away with it a little bit mm-hmm. more. 
This one, a little amp, but dude, the fucking head explosion. Oh yeah, is so good. <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot of cool deaths. I I remember um, like watching um, like how they kind of made it, and mm-hmm. they they were like, you know, listen, it's they have they got no fucking budget, right? So it's like, what are we gonna do for um, like all of these like gunshots? And what yeah. they did was fucking put a quarter on on like the actors' heads. They like stuck a quarter there, and then like they put the makeup over it. So then when the actors were shooting them. They pulled oh. the quarter out and then it made like a fucking perfect circle. And mm. like, and underneath was like the red makeup and all that. And it, like, that's how like they did like the bullet holes and stuff. Oh, and that's really like, cool. See, that's fucking creativity yeah. when you have no fucking money and you're they, like, how are we going to like accomplish this? And in, and in most cases, that's what makes iconic films iconic. Exactly. And then day of the dead continued it where I don't know if you've ever seen that I've one. I've never, I don't think I've seen day. Day is awesome. Day is where I bring back into perspective what I said before of the quote of John Carpenter where it's like, we are the monsters. And that's all this is because like it's now scientists and um, military men that are inside this bunker trying to survive and figure out how do we stop this thing. Mm. And it's the military men that are taking over and trying to like be like, no, we just got to kill them all and then we're going to kill you if you don't agree with us. And the scientists trying to figure out a way, like, can we communicate with the zombies? Can we figure them out? And, like, there's a really fun one of, like, where they have them chained up where they're teaching them to shave again. Oh, okay. And he actually, like, shoots one of the guys um, later on, which is a little campy, but it has, like, a very sincere type of thing of, like, we are the monsters. Yeah. While also having zombies, because later on when the zombies come out, there is one of the best practical effects of a man's entire guts being ripped out yeah yeah and it's just like oh my god look at everything yeah uh the fucking guy i I can't i can't think of his name off the top of my head i'm sorry but the guy sex machine from Mm -hmm. uh um it's it's like from dust till dawn yeah it's like savvy something he's he does all like the special effects yeah that's like what he was like he was like a special effects like uh artist i I found that out recently and i was like oh my god really he's like he's like the guy Mm. uh again i I think i mentioned to you like a few a few weeks ago uh, a movie called prowler i think it was called it was like Mm. a really shitty fucking uh horror movie like slasher flick but the special effects he did yeah it's like i think it's like tom savini i think that's yes tom savini that's it and he fucking goes off on the, on those mm. special effects so they're so good uh it's worth watching just for the kills yeah um so yeah uh those are uh those are our top you have some honorable mentions yeah um scream 2 i they leaned in further with it which i liked uh, because they made they had the whole thing of like oh go see stab i don't know i i, it I, mean, was... I would have to rewatch it to like Maybe. It's long. It's it's longer than you need for like a sequel because it's like two hours and ten minutes. Yeah. Um, I liked it though. I I think it was a cool idea where it's like, oh, you know, you you have again the murder and you don't know who it is and it could be anybody because that's what Scream set up. And then at the end, when you find out who it is, it's like, okay, now you really could have like it could be anybody. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not gonna talk about it too much. Aliens. Aliens. Is I've great. mentioned it. It's great. I love more xenomorphs than one. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You have a recommendation? I do. Um, SpongeBob was very... <laughs> <laughs> what? Very pinnacle not, to our life. You're not staying in the Halloween thing? Oh, no, I am. Fuck that. Um, I do love SpongeBob, though. I've been watching a lot of quotes. But um, a anime that I recently rewatched that is probably pinnacle to my life as 
watching anime as a teenage robot um and this is one that i will recommend specifically to you because i think you will like it because i don't like anime zach yes but i don't like anime zach but this is one of the few that gets the pass as dubbed because the voice actors are so amazing in this and that is helsing ultimate it is 10 episodes they are all on youtube for free it's about an hour long each it is one of the bloodiest the goriest and the most explicit animes I've ever watched. And it all revolves around Alucard, the the vampire king, basically. Um, and him trying to just overthrow this kind of like government control, but also has like to do with vampires. And they're, it, it's just really cool. Like you get like very different styled vampires that all think they're tough shit. And then they go up against Alucard and he decides to turn himself into just black goo with eyes and wolf mouths coming out of every orifice. And they're like, we don't have powers to deal with this. Uh, <laughs> it's just a really, really cool anime. And then they made like something called Helsing Ultimate Abridged, where people just fucking throw whatever they want as dialogue in there. Oh, okay. Which is very hilarious, because they also did one for Dragon Ball Z. But Helsing Ultimate was like just one of those things where it's like, it's just so cool. And it's vampires. It is vampires. So it's technically still in the Halloween district. All right. Cool. Zach, what movie are we doing next? Well. Now we're now we're coasting out yep. of Halloween. Yep. Because this is. Where are we landing? This comes out on Halloween night. So we're going to. we're gonna Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're going to ease our way back in a little bit. I think we got to ease our way a little Good. bit. I kind of. I kind of. My next movie pick is going to be kind of dark. <laughs> yeah. We're going to ease our way back in a little bit. Um. You mentioned you want to do it. I think it'd be funny. Let's do Videodrome. Okay. <laughs> okay. James Woods. Yeah. Let's see what we got with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best. It lands in that uh, sci-fi horror realm. Yeah. But it's Cronenberg. A lot of cool body effects. That's what we're here for. What is it? The, the what was? What did you call it? The the skin. Oh yeah. The, the flesh. The flesh. Long gun. live the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. He's shooting flesh bullets. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs> <laughs>